If you enjoy listening to Turning Point with David Jeremiah, you will be happy to hear that there is now a daily Turning Point television broadcast that you can watch each weekday. Tune in to Faith TV, Joy TV, or Miracle Channel Monday through Friday to watch the Turning Point daily television broadcast. Be sure to check your local listings for the channel and time in your area. Or visit davidjeremiah.ca forward slash TV to download a program schedule or watch at your convenience. That website again is davidjeremiah.ca forward slash TV. Welcome to Turning Point. You might have heard, read, or even studied the Word of God, but have you truly received it? Today, Dr. David Jeremiah shares a special message of encouragement from 1 Thessalonians to help you move beyond having head knowledge of God's Word and developing heart knowledge. Here's David to introduce his message, How to Receive the Word of God. And thank you for joining us. This is Turning Point. We have finished our study of Elisha. I should say just a word about that before I go on. Uh, All the material on Elisha is still available from Turning Point. You can get the study guides. You can get the CD package for his life. And I've said to you many times, it's a great way to host or facilitate a small group discussion. Just take a few days as a small group and find out about Elisha. The study guides will help. Uh, If you're the facilitator, the CDs will help. I hope you take advantage of that. Uh, Often when we finish a series with a few days left in the month, we like to take those days and specially direct them towards some particular thing that we uh, feel needs to be um, emphasized. And as we get ready to teach the new series that begins in October, we're going to take uh, these few days before then and talk to you very pointedly about the power of the Word of God. This is the center of what we do, and therefore, to take these moments and uh, emphasize that through special messages that we have chosen, I think will be a blessing and encouragement and hopefully a motivation to you. Before we get started with that, I want to remind you that we're still in the month of September. That means we still are making available our beautiful calendars for 2022. These calendars began in November of 21. They are beautifully uh, ordained. They have beautiful color. Artists who have done this work have done beautiful work. There's a, a picture at the beginning of this calendar that sort of is like, where do we go from here in, in visual format? And uh, y- you will love it. I want you to have this calendar. Here's how you get your copy. Send a gift of any size to Turning Point during the month of September. That's all you have to do. You have a few days left to do it. And when you send your gift, be sure to say, send me the calendar, and we'll do it. We'd love for you to have this calendar going into the end of this year and the new year. I know you'll want to put it in a place where you can look at it every day, and it'll be a blessing and a, an encouragement to your life. Well, let's get started with part one of how to receive the Word of God. There's something that happens between our belief in the Word of God and our commitment to the Word of God and our knowledge that this indeed is the Word of God and the translation of that into the kinds of things that are so evidently true of the people of God in the New Testament days. As we've opened our Bibles to the book of 1 Thessalonians, we've learned that this was a dynamic church that was so filled with the Spirit of God that wherever the people of the church went, They could not help but share their faith. 
So dynamic was their witness that when Paul and his associates went to other places where they had already been, there was no work left for them to do because they'd already heard the word from the Thessalonians. And I've been trying to figure out what's different between that church and the churches of today. As we're going to find out, this church also experienced incredible suffering, persecution. We talked about that briefly as we looked at the 17th chapter of the book of Acts and how the Jews came against them and tried to destroy their work. And yet they lived dynamic lives and they stood for Christ. And there was a quality of freshness about their lifestyle that is not often seen in the church today. There must have been something, something that they did that maybe we don't do as well. Something that they modeled for us that perhaps we've missed on our way through this epistle in times past. I don't often stop in teaching a book and zero in on one verse and take that whole verse for our discussion, but I believe this verse is so important, I just want to spend the time we have together on it. And the verse is 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13. And this is what that verse says, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 13. For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing. Because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it, not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectively works in you who believe. What Paul said about the message that he and his friends preached to the church in Thessalonica is true about the whole word. It's true about the entire Bible. It's true about how we should respond to it when we read it, when we hear it, when we understand it. So I want to walk carefully through this verse and just think these thoughts out loud. And I'm going to give you a number of scriptures that you can use to fill in the support for these truths in your own heart and life. The first thing that we need to understand that happens when we hear the word of God, when we're exposed to God's truth, the first step, step number one, is accepting the word of God. Accepting the word of God. Paul said he's talking here about the word of God which they had heard from them. They accepted the word of God when they heard it. Romans 10, 17 says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, how do we accept the Word of God as believers today? We accept it, first of all, hopefully, when we read it from the Bible ourselves. I suppose that you do that from time to time during the week. I hope that you do. You spend some time reading the Word of God. Some of you have a reading schedule. You read the Word of God. That's how you hear it in your heart. And then we accept the Word of God by the preaching that we listen to. You come to church and you hear me preach the word of God. And people wonder today, why do ministers still preach? Isn't that old-fashioned? No, the Bible says it's by the foolishness of preaching that men are saved. And so God still blesses the preaching of the word of God. And when you hear the word of God taught in a Sunday school class or in a small group or in church, that's another way of accepting the word of God. Sometimes you watch the Word of God taught in a Sunday school class or in a small group or in church. That's another way of accepting the Word of God. Sometimes you watch the Word of God as it is being communicated on television or you hear the Word of God as it's shared through a personal testimony from someone else. But the key ingredient and the beginning step 
in coming to grips with the dynamic of God's word in your life and in the life of your church is to accept the word of God, the word of God which you heard from us. There's so many people that I know that listen to the word of God on tape. I learned that you can listen to the entire Bible on tape in 72 hours. That's as much time, listen to me, as most people spend watching television in two weeks. If you translated two weeks of television time into listening to the Word of God, you could listen to the entire Word of God from beginning to the end. And some of the best voices that you've ever listened to have recorded the Word of God on tape. That's the hearing of the Word of God. But I wonder if we don't abort the process, some of us right here. Amos the prophet said in Amos 8:11 that there were days coming, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine on the land. Not a famine of bread or a thirst for water. Now watch this. But a famine of the hearing of the words of the Lord. There is in our culture today a cultural famine of the hearing of the words of the Lord. We speak other messages and we speak some things out of the word of God. But we don't hear the word of God as we once did. It used to be the common thing when you went to church, even across denominational lines, that if you went to church, somebody would teach something from the word of God. But now that's not necessarily so. So there is a famine in our world today in keeping with Amos prophecy. Matthew thirteen thirteen says, I speak to them in parables because seeing they do not see and hearing they do not hear nor do they understand. How many of you know it's possible to hear but not to hear? It's possible to audition the words and not understand or hear what they're really meaning or saying to you. The Lord Jesus said sometimes he taught in parables because hearing they didn't hear. And James reminds us that we have been called not just to be hearers of the word only, but doers of the word as well. And my question is, how can you be a doer of the word if you've never heard it? The hearing process is where it starts. So Paul is speaking of the Thessalonians and he's saying the first thing they did was to accept the word of God. They heard it. They could have walked away. Even as you could walk away when someone stands to preach to you, but they heard the word of God. They accepted the word of God. Then they acknowledged it as the word of God. It says you received the word of God. The word of God which you heard from us, you received. Verse 6 of 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 speaks of that in the very first part of this letter where Paul wrote, you became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Spirit. Now, when you receive the word, you not only hear it, but you accept it and you acknowledge that it is indeed the word of God. You're not just hearing words. Now you're hearing words that you know are words from the almighty God. If you understand that, you will comprehend that the word of God is more valuable to you than food is. Job 23, 12 says, I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. <laughs> if you really understand that the word of God is the word of God, it will be more important to you than food. I remember somebody taught me when I was going to camp one year, years ago as a young boy, I just thought about this. And this guy's message for the whole week was no Bible, no breakfast. No Bible, no breakfast. Say that out loud. No Bible, no breakfast. You all would be giving up breakfast right and left, I'm sure. 
But that was the discipline of his life because the word of God was more important to him than his food. In the scripture, we find out that the word of God is more valuable than money. Psalm 119 verse 14 says, I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. If you really understood this book that's being communicated and being taught, if you hear it as the word of God, it will be more valuable than your food, more valuable than your money. Psalm 119.72 says, The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of coins of gold and silver. And Psalm 119.127 says, I love your commandments more than gold, yes, than fine gold. And Psalm 119.162 says, I rejoice at your word as one who finds great treasure. This is not the word of David Jeremiah or the word of some modern preacher. This is the word of God. And as I faithfully proclaim it or anyone else faithfully teaches it, if they're true to the text of what the Bible says, you're hearing God's word. That's not just a statement, not a synonym for the Bible. It's the word from Almighty God. It is the God message to us from heaven. Here's one that will surprise some of you. But I know that this is true for a lot of people. It ought to be true for all of us. When you think about not getting up a little bit early to read your Bible, think about this verse, that the word of God is more valuable than sleep. Hmm. Psalm 119, verse 148 says, My eyes are awake through the night watches that I may meditate on your word. Have you ever awakened at night and grabbed for your Bible to read something out of it? Not too many people are shaking your head. Most of you never awakened at night for any reason, and that's all right. But here's something more important than sleep is the word of God, says the scripture. Just think about this now. The reason I put all these down is to help you understand. We're not talking here about another name for the Bible. We're talking here about God's word coming through to us as we hear it and we understand that it is the word of God. The believers in Thessalonica, when they heard the word of God, it was God's voice speaking to them and it was not something they took for granted. They understood it to be a very, very important experience. Then notice the third step is anticipating the word of God. The scripture in this little verse says, not only did they receive it and did they hear it, but they welcomed it. They welcomed it. The word here is different than the other two words in that it has the feeling of expectation. They welcomed the word of God. They looked forward to it. Hearing the word of God is one thing, but welcoming it is quite another. And the two words that are used in this verse are quite different. The first one means to hear with your ears, but the second one means to hear with your heart so that you welcome the word of God into your being. So many times I find that Christian people resist the word of God. Even though they're born again believers, they hear the word of God and they build up walls so that they don't have to receive it. They build around them a shell so that the word of God can't penetrate their life. Because if we heard God's voice speaking to us through the scripture and we opened our heart to it and we heard it and we acknowledged it and we welcomed it into our life, we could not be the same kind of people that we were before that experience. We would have to be different. If we really believe, this is not just somebody teaching a text. This is God speaking to me from his holy book. We would welcome that into our lives because there is no greater truth than the truth from Almighty God. Here's an interesting way for you to remember this as you think about your approach to the scripture in the days ahead. This has been very, very helpful to me. 
When you hear the word of God, the way you receive God's word shows how you regard Jesus Christ in your life. Listen carefully. For the written word and the living word have many things in common. As you read through the verses that I'm going to share with you in these next moments and compare the living word and the written word, ask Almighty God to reveal to you your attitude both toward the living word and toward the written word. And let me give you again the big idea here that your approach to and your attitude toward the word of God primarily mirrors your attitude toward the living word, Jesus Christ. There are so many similarities. Let me just share two or three of them with you. First of all, as the bread. The living word is the bread of life. Isn't that true? Jesus Christ said, I am the bread of life. But the written word is bread too. Matthew 4, 4 says, he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So here we have bread as a picture, and bread is both the living word and the written word. And once again, remember, however you approach the written word is probably the same way you approach the living word. They are both said to be bread. Both of them are said to be light. The living word is light. Notice John 8, 12. Then Jesus spoke to them again and said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Was Jesus Christ the light of the world? Absolutely. But the written word is light too. Psalm 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Jesus Christ is the light. The word of God is the light. And however you approach the word of God is probably the way you approach the son of God. Not only as the bread and as the light, but also as the truth. Watch this. The living word is the truth. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. John 14, verse 6. And the written word is truth. John 17, 17 says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. So once again, watch this. The living word is truth and the written word is truth. And however you approach the written word, that's probably the way you approach the living word. How we handle the word of God and how we honor the word of God is often a picture of the way we honor Jesus Christ. So it is really not possible, is it, to say, well, I have a wonderful relationship with Jesus Christ. I just never read the word. I've had people say that to me. I'm not into the Bible. I'm a Christian and I'm walking with God. I just don't ever read the Bible. My friend, whatever you do with this book is a picture of your relationship with the living word who is so wonderfully displayed in this book from cover to cover. This book is all about the living word. You say, well, that's not in the Old Testament. Oh, yes, it is. From the very beginning of the Old Testament, every picture you take from Genesis chapter 3 on is a picture of the coming Redeemer who is so wonderfully told in the New Testament. So, these believers from Thessalonica not only heard the word of God and received the word of God, they welcomed the word of God. And they anticipated the word of God because the word of God to them 
was the message of Almighty God concerning Jesus Christ, his son. Then notice, fourthly, appreciating the word of God. It says here in this verse, and we're just teaching one verse here, verse 13, with all of these embellishments. Verse 13 says, you welcomed it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God. Let me say that again. You welcomed it, you anticipated it, you received it not as the word of men, but you received it as it really is in truth, the word of Almighty God. Nowhere is there a more lucid affirmation in the New Testament that the apostles considered their words to be the very vehicles of the word of God itself. In fact, the contrast between the words of men and the words of God is stressed here over and over again. Paul was overjoyed that the Thessalonian Christians had received the word, but he was overjoyed that they received it not just as the word of other men, but they received it as the word of God. And he thanked God without ceasing, says the text, that they had done this. Unfortunately today, many receive the word of God only as the word of men. They say it's good literature. Did you know you can take classes in secular universities on the Bible as literature? Now, granted, the word of God is good literature, the best literature you will ever read. But if that's all you take the word of God to be is good literature, it will never have any dynamic effect upon your life. Others say that the Bible isn't the word of God. It contains the word of God. That parts of it are God's word and parts of it are not. And that parts of it are inspired and parts of it are not inspired. And my question has always been, if that's true, then who's inspired to tell us what part's inspired and what part's not? <laughs> Who can tell us what is God's word and what is not? Surely we must accept the whole Bible as the word of God or reject the whole Bible. that stands or falls as a unit. One of the things I don't like about red letter editions of the Bible is some people get the impression that only the red letters are inspired. The whole Bible is inspired from beginning to end. When you appreciate the word of God and you welcome it as it is indeed the word of God, you will be different. The church of Jesus Christ cannot live today without this conviction. To preach interesting little moral essays can never prove an adequate substitute for the word of God. This is not the word of men, it is the word of God. This is not the word of David Jeremiah. I am only an echo of the word that comes from the pages of this book. My words have no value whatsoever apart from the affirmation that my words give to the word of God, which we have in front of us in our Bibles. Appreciating the word of God. We should never approach the Bible as we approach other books. The Bible is different in origin. The Bible is different in character. The Bible is different in content. The Bible is the word of God. It was inspired by the spirit of God. Do you remember this verse in 2 Timothy 3? All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. The word of God is inspired. It was written by men of God who were controlled by the Spirit of God as they wrote. So that using the personalities of both the Old and New Testament writers, the Holy Spirit controlled their writing process so that 
what they wrote down in the words of their own personality was indeed the word of Almighty God to us, untouched, without air, and authentic. And you know, that's been a huge battle over the years. A lot of people don't believe that, except the problem is that's what the Bible teaches. And um, let God be true and every man a liar. That's, that's how I believe. The Bible teaches that this is how the Word of God works. I have been proving that for 50 years. I know it's true. We'll have some more from 1 Thessalonians 2.13 tomorrow. But you know what? We're running out of time for me to get you at one of our events uh, here just in a few days in October. We're going to be in Tampa, Florida and Jacksonville, Florida. October the 5th, we'll be at the Yingling Center in Tampa, Florida. October the 7th at the Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena. And then on the 26th, we're going to be in Houston, Texas at the Berry Center. And on the 28th in Fort Worth, Texas at the Dickies Arena. Please don't miss these dates. You need tickets to come to these events, but tickets are available from davidjeremiah.org slash tours. These tickets will be delivered electronically to you, and you will have them in plenty of time for the event. Make sure you take care of that today. Don't let another day go by without getting your reservations. And we'll see you right here tomorrow with the next edition of Turning Point. For more information on today's special message from Dr. David Jeremiah, be sure to visit our website, where you'll also find two free ways to help you stay connected, our monthly magazine, Turning Points, and our daily email devotional. Sign up today at davidjeremiah.ca slash radio. That's davidjeremiah.ca slash radio. Or call us at 800-946-4300. Ask for your copy of our inspiring 14-month calendar for 2022, Moving Toward Hope, filled with scriptures and images to encourage your walk. It's yours for a gift of any amount. You can also download the free Turning Point mobile app for your favorite smart devices or search in your app store for the keywords Turning Point Ministries to instantly access our content. Get all the details when you visit our website, davidjeremiah.org slash radio. This is David Michael Jeremiah. Join us tomorrow as we continue our series of special messages from Dr. David Jeremiah here on Turning Point. the young ones in your life on an unforgettable journey that will get them excited about the Word of God with Airship Genesis Legendary Bible Adventures from Turning Point. Tune in to our monthly audio adventures and join the Genesis Exploration Squad as they travel back in time to experience the stories of the Bible firsthand and discover life-changing lessons. Also available is the Airship Genesis Kids Study Bible packed with the biblical content specifically written for kids from trusted Bible teacher, Dr. David Jeremiah. You can also download our Airship Genesis mobile game on your favorite smart device and play as your favorite characters in this puzzle adventure game as the squad experiences the life of Jesus firsthand. Just go to your app store and type the keywords Airship Genesis. For more details or to order a copy of the Airship Genesis Kids Study Bible, visit our website at airshipgenesis.com Bible. That's airshipgenesis.com slash Bible. The French say ingratitude is the mother of every vice. And the Spanish believe that ingratitude is the daughter of pride. How does ingratitude lead to vice and pride? I had to think about it for a moment, but I think I get it. When I'm not grateful for what I have, 
I may be willing to break man's or God's laws to get what I think I deserve. And when I am proud, I believe I have only myself to thank for my good fortune. Both are dangerous. You see, the Bible says everything we have comes from God. So, gratitude always leads to contentment and humility. This is David Jeremiah encouraging you to get on the road to new life. Discover God's good gifts on Route 66. Route 66, driving the word home. Log on to Route66life.com. Start your journey home today.